Well, Friday afternoon means it's time for Freaky Friday, our weekly segment where we ask you to share your creepy, spooky, or coincidental experiences. If you've got a tale to tell, um, tell us the short version on text on 2101, and perhaps our producers will be in touch to get you to share it with New Zealand. If it's easier, you can email us to jesse at rnz.co.nz. And we have two Freaky Friday stories to share with you today. In a moment, Mike will join me live to tell us about a profound moment in his life. But first, here's Bill, who has a story about a strange occurrence at his family's beach house. My name is Bill, and I'm from Auckland. And this is my story. Our family grew up in Wellington, but we had a batch on the Kapiti Coast in Raumati. It was a very old batch with an outdoor shower, cold, no mod cons, no TV, and of course no internet. Lots of scrabble and monopoly. We had lots of great summers out there, swimming and surfing, running up and down sand dunes, playing soccer on the beach, floundering, barbecues, the typical Kiwi holidays. As we kids all got older, we didn't go out there so much, but my brother loved the batch and would go there on weekends with his friends and do whatever it is that rebellious teenage boys do. I remember him telling me once that sometimes when he went into the bathroom, which had only a bath and a toilet in it, that he would feel a sudden drop in temperature, even on a nice hot day, and he'd get a strange feeling that someone was in there, and he'd get goosebumps all over. Perhaps this story will explain why. One day his friend Dean asked if he and his family could stay in our batch for holiday. So they did. Years after that, my brother bumped into Dean's younger sister, who asked him, is that old beach house of yours still haunted? My brother was taken aback. Haunted? He asked, how do you mean? Well, she said, I went into your bathroom one day, and when I got in there, a man was lying in the bath, in his pyjamas, and he yelled at me, get out, get out, get out. I ran outside to get my dad, and we went back into the bathroom, but the man was gone. After hearing the story, my brother relayed the incident to our father. Dad didn't see anything for quite a while, and then he told my brother, look, I didn't tell you this when you were kids, for obvious reasons, but I guess you're old enough to know now. When we were thinking of buying the house, the real estate man told us something which almost made our change our minds. The previous owner died in that bath. Thank you so much, Bill, for sharing that story about what happened at your family's beach house. Really appreciate it. This is Freaky Friday. I'm joined now by Mike from Wellington. Hi there, Mike. Hi, Jesse. We've had a few spooky stories on Freaky Friday. I don't think that's quite the right word for your one. Maybe a profound story. Would that cover it, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I've been listening since you started the segment and wondering if my story fits but the more i listen the more i think i'd love to share this story yeah it definitely fits so, and and it's um well yeah you go ahead i'll i'll give you the microphone so i live on the sea i live on boats and about eight to ten years ago i had a little 25 foot wooden boat that i'd rebuilt in tasman district and i wanted to get back to wellington so I sailed to my friend's place at Durville Island and spent the night there. In the morning, we woke up at dawn and I, I set out to do the Cook Strait, which is quite a formidable body of water. Um, the wind built all day to the point where around sunset, it was blowing about 25 knots and I was firing along very hard with a reef in. And then a Royal Albatross turned up, 
which is really uncommon in that area. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that particular species of albatross oh. in the Cook Strait before. The The bird landed or came on the surface of the water about 100 metres ahead of me after hanging out around me for a little while. And I just watched and sailed past the bird. And the bird watched me. Once I got a, about 100, 200 metres ahead of the bird, the bird would take off and go down in the water again just ahead of me and this happened until after dark quite a few hours maybe two or three hours and it was this interaction with that bird um i've interacted with a lot of marine species but never that kind of bird in that way so i carried on on the way it's and a, sorry sorry mike it seemed yeah. like it had an awareness of you did it like it was like it was involved it really, in a sort of relationship with you yeah yeah, and it wasn't scavenging. I, you know, a lot of birds will fly behind you hoping that you'll throw burly or catch a fish and throw them something. But this bird, it really, you know, it just didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It felt like quite a magical experience. And um, I was all by myself. I really, you know, I was sort of sharing the moment just with the bird. So I, I sailed through the night into Wellington and the closer I got to Wellington the stronger the northerly got I came around Terafiti Point and into started to head into Island Bay and the wind was kind of building and building as it does there Mm. and there's smoke filling the air and then I get closer and closer to Island Bay and I see that the whole hill beside the bay is glowing and there's embers coming on the wind um, anyone that sailed into Island Bay knows that in an northerly, it gets more fearsome the closer you get. And the closer I got, I started to realize that the whole hill was on fire. There was quite a big bushfire, which may actually place this in time for people that live in the area. Um, I arrived in Island Bay just before sunrise, and it took until maybe nine in the morning for my anchor to hold. Mm. Um, it Gosh. was a fight. Yeah, and I'd been on the helm since sunrise wow. the previous day. What? I finally got my anchor to hold when my phone rang. It was my sister calling from Australia, telling that me me that my grandmother had died the night before, oh. and Grandpa had passed away within hours of her. Oh gosh. Yeah, and I really feel like Grandma was there with me that day. Um. <clears throat> At the time, it hit me like a freight train, like that was grandma, but she, the experience has come back to me through dreams throughout the years, and um, I'm choking a bit now thinking about it. Yeah. Um, you grandma really, and you, I were very close. Yeah, you really strongly associate her with that albatross, that royal albatross on that day. Correct. Yes, I do. In those and, dreams you're talking yeah. about, is there an albatross in those dreams? Yeah, yeah. Like I think of, I think of grandma when I think of an albatross, and often I get that kind of feeling. Like there's this matriarchal, protective, nurturing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's grandma. You know, it's grandma mm. coming to me in my dreams. Mm. Yeah, I'm so glad. I know you've been thinking about it for a while. I'm, I'm so glad that you shared this story with us. Uh, have you taken a moment to think of what uh, Grandma would make of you being on the radio chatting about this? Oh, she listened to RNZ, and yeah, she would be sitting in her kitchen right now, leaning against the bench, smiling, <laughs> and with her arms crossed in much the same way that I am right now. Right. 
Have yeah, you ever seen an albatross, absolutely. that royal albatross on the water again? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. I mean, I've sailed all through, um, you know, further south down around um, Port Chalmers and the Otago Harbour. I've spent a lot of time on the Otago Peninsula when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, my other grandparents lived at Portobello, and Grandpa was a life member of the Royal Albatross Society. Yeah. So uh, kind of on both sides of the family It's a family it's thing, yeah. Yeah. But unusual to see it and cook straight like you did that day. Yeah, I, I'm not aware that they go there typically, although they are migratory birds, mm. so they, they probably do. I've never seen one in that place, and I've also never seen the royal albatross behave in that way. Um, mm. Yeah, normally when you see them offshore, they're on the wing, and they might dip in and come close to you, but then they, they scoot off. I've I've never had a royal albatross land on deck or land on the water next to me or, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really pleased that you shared that story with us. I'm, thank you, Jesse. I'm really pleased that you gave me the opportunity <laughs> to, and I, I hope other people got something out of that. Yeah, and yeah. I wonder how many other people listening have um, people that have lost who they associate with a particular animal. I don't think it's that uncommon. Um, I don't think it is either. But yeah. I'll, um, I'll invite others to get in touch too. Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jesse. Have a good day. Cheers. That's Mike in Wellington. And my thanks too to Bill in Auckland for being part of Freaky Friday today. So does that do either of those stories um, prompt you to think of something that's happened in your own life? Tell me the story. Text me on 2101.